made room for all of us. Can we take it back to the 80s a little bit, everybody? Welcome once again by the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to Rehoboth Fireside Chat. And we are here with some anointed women of God, excited about the word of God and hoping that you are listening to us by way of radio broadcast or however it is. But we want you to remember one thing that we love God and we love you as well here at Rehoboth Ministries. Hi, ladies. Introduce yourselves. Hello. Hello. This is First Lady Alicia. How you doing, listening audience? I'm so glad to be with you on today. I'm so excited about this fireside chat and to hear what the Lord has for us on today. So let's get ready, get ready, get ready. Good evening, listening audience. This is Evangelist Angelina, and I'm on fire for the fireside chat. I can't wait to hear what God is going to tell our pastor that he's going to speak and tell us. Amen. So I want you to just sit tight. Don't get relaxed. I want you to be attentive and open up your spiritual ears because he got a word, a word, a word. Good evening. This is Evangelist Shelley Garvin. I'm so excited to hear what it is that the Spirit has to say to us on today. I can't wait. And I'm all heated. Like I'm heating up next to this fireside chat. I hope you are. Hello, hello. This is Missionary Savetta Garvin. And once again, we are here around the fire and it is burning our souls within to be here tonight. So listen, take something from it, take notes, enjoy, be blessed. Awesome, awesome. We thank God, amen, for everyone being present tonight in the love of God, in the beauty of the holiness and living for God. I want you to focus with me on a, an aspect, an individual aspect of hearing from God. And this particular aspect that I want to talk to you about, and in first and foremost, I want you to understand that the things that are made available to the saints of God primarily come through a manifestation of the spirit. And we often discount this and we must remember Jesus works through the Holy Spirit. They are three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, who is our salvation. Now he works through the Spirit. And I, I, I want to make sure everybody understands the significance of the Spirit and, and becoming a believer and a Spirit-filled believer because you're missing all of the things that come along with the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the spiritual gifts, the things that God comes to that he gives to us, it only happens by the spirit of God. Without the spirit, amen, you are living beneath your privileges as a saint. So I want to leave that message to you primarily because as you hear, a characteristic of hearing is having the ability to spiritually discern, not emotionally discern, but spiritually discern. So I say that because you got to understand that discernment is a gift of the spirit. Yes. And a lot of the mistakes that people make is they say things that indicate immediately 
that is not of God. You say, well, my spirit don't agree with her. Now, if you understand the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is something that is given to you as a gift. The Bible says, hate the sin, love the person. That's right. So how can your spirit not agree with a sinner? That's something to think about. And I'm going to leave that alone and we're going to move away from that. <laughs> because if you are a child of God and you see a soul, you're going to do everything within your ability to draw the soul to God, even if they have an attitude, even if your spirit don't, even if you don't like them. And I pray God, if you're a saint, you like them. I pray God. If your religion can be laid down, then it can't be picked up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's it. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't lay mine down. Mm -mm, it's not a book bag. Mm -mm, it's not a book bag, not a backpack, and it's not a coach purse. <laughs> <laughs> on toes. Now, the first thing, the first thing I want you to write down, the first thing about this discernment, the Bible says in First John the fourth chapter. I want to give you this before we go even to Corinthians. Mm -hmm. First John the fourth chapter. And I want you to turn with me. Fourth chapter of 1 John, verse number one. Now he says in verse number one of 1 chapter of 1 John, fourth chapter, he says, beloved. Now before we even go any further, he says, beloved. You see that, beloved. And I want you to touch yourself and say to yourself, mm -hmm. I am loved, I am loved by, God. by God. Yes, I am. <laughs> if nobody else loves you, God loves me. If nobody else compliments me and tells me anything else, God loves me. If I don't ever have another friend, I got a friend in Jesus, and God loves me. I am loved of God. He said, beloved, and we need to know that more than anything else. We are loved. He says, beloved, now this is what he says, believe not every what? Spirit. What does it mean to believe? Believe means to place faith in, to place trust in. You should not place faith or trust in any other spirit other than the Holy Spirit. Uh -huh. So he's saying as a believer, as one loved by God, don't believe every spirit. But he says what? Try. Uh -huh. Now anytime you see in the Bible it says try, it means to test. And how do you test a spirit? You test a spirit with the one thing that is not changing, the word of God. If that thing doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not of God. Yes. You test it not with your emotions, not with your internal radar, but you test it by the word of God, the one true living word, because God is the word. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. A part of discernment is trying them, yes. is testing them. If they don't line up with the word, it ain't God. Yes. I don't need you to come and tell me anything that God hadn't already confirmed. Right. 
There is no new thing under the sun. That applies for the saints as well. You can't tell me something God ain't already told me. Because the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, the first chapter, God, who at verse number one, sundry times mm -hmm. and divers manners and times past spake unto us by the prophets, but in these last days, mm -hmm. he has spoken unto us by his son. Yes. He speaks to us by his son. Now, that doesn't mean that prophecy isn't a part of the fivefold ministry. But if I don't have a prophet, I can here. go straight to Jesus yeah, yes, and say, Lord, I need you to talk. My sheep, I'm your sheep, Lord. Yes, I hear yes, your yes. voice. I'm not looking for prophets. Nothing wrong with prophecy. I want to be clear. Nothing wrong with the fivefold ministry of God, apostles, preachers, prophets, all those things, the pastors, teachers. There's nothing wrong with that, but I can get go to God for myself. So believe not every spirit of part of discernment is to not believe everything you hear, not believe everything you see. Mm -hmm. You have an internal measuring stick. That's yes. the Holy Ghost on that's the it. inside. And if the Holy Ghost ain't talking, you're not walking. I'm not walking if the Holy Ghost ain't talking. But because he talking, I can walk how do you walk, Pastor? In the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, in the same book, First John, the second chapter, well, we got to give you this, and we're going to move on here. First John, the second chapter. Verse 27. He says, here it is. Verse 27. It says, but the, what? Anointing which you have received of him, abideth. what does it do? Abideth. It abideth where? In you. In you. What abides? The anointing, mm -hmm. which is a result of the presence of the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. which you can only get from the Holy Ghost. The anointing only comes from the Holy Ghost. It doesn't come from any other means. I don't care how good you sing. Mm -hmm. If, if the Holy Ghost ain't there, you just a good singer. That's right. Amen. Oh, Pray Peach Pastor. Yes, Amen. Yes. Okay. And people say, oh, that was anointed. No, it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> talented. That's another topic. I want you to and we're going to talk about that next time. We're going to say, what's the difference between a gift and a talent? Yes. Right. Now, now I, can, I can preliminarily answer that question. Gifts come from the Spirit. Talents come from flesh. Mm -hmm. Ooh, we're going to talk yeah. about that later, but we're going to move on to that later. Amen. <laughs> but the anointing, verse 27, the anointing which you have received of him, it abides within you. Why is that significant? Because if the Holy Ghost abides within you, you always have a meter or a measure or a discernment. You always have somebody with you because he lives in you. No matter where you are, he's there. No matter what you see or who you speak to, he abides within you. And because he is within you, it says you need not that any man teach you. Mm -hmm. 
It's not talking about Bible study. It's talking about teach you the thing that is an inherent value that you have. Inherently, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Mm-hmm. Greater is he that's where within me than he that's where? In the, in the world. So why would I let someone try to discourage what I already know? Amen. And cause you to doubt who's already on the inside of you. And it's not talking about Bible says because the Bible says it's Jesus it says, Go you into all the world, Matthew 28, 18, 19, 20, and teach and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. teaching them to com- observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'll be with you always, even until the ends of the world. So Jesus said that, but anointing can't be taught. Amen. I can practice all day, but if I don't have the Holy Ghost on the inside. Mm-hmm. Let me move away from Amen. that. Amen. That sounds good. Amen. Says, but uh, the same holy, uh, same anointing teaches you of all things and is true and is no lie. Even as it hath taught you, you shall do it. So here it is. He's saying that he abides in you in the beginning of the scripture. Now you have to abide in him. Now, now this is the thing. It goes both ways. That's it. So God is in you, but he's leaving you to be in him. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's an action that is required of believers. You can't just say, God, it's all you, and I want you to stay in me. No, he said, you got to be in me. And you got to do something. Now, Jesus confirmed that, said, if I abide in you and my word abide, he said, then you can ask what you will. That's it. That's it. Because when you abide in him and he abides in you, you won't ask crazy stuff and stuff of the flesh or carnality. You only ask for what the spirit man needs because there's a co-abiding within each other. But we want to just let the Holy Ghost abide in us and flesh want to do what we want to do and, and, and do things contrary to God. But you got to abide in each other. That, can I tell y'all a secret? Can I tell y'all a secret? That's a marriage. Yeah, it is. <laughs> really? Yes, yes. The yes, first commitment. Is. That's the yes. first commitment. That's yes, it. yes. That's, the first That's really what it means to be married to God. Mm-hmm. Wow. She just doesn't abide in me, but I abide. We, we're both into this wow. 100%. You are married. He said, I'm married to you. So this thing that God is talking about is you being totally committed to God and he totally committed to you. You're his child. He's your father. Jesus is your brother. Amen. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. (laughs) But the anointing teaches. Now let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians. And I think we got a few minutes here and we'll be out of your way. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. He says in first chapter, uh, excuse me, first verse of the 12th chapter of the book of 1 Corinthians. Now concerning, this is the first verse, Mm -hmm. spiritual Mm -hmm. gifts. Mm -hmm. The first thing that the apostle Paul does is he gives you the authority of the gift. Yes. The authority and the origination of the gift is the spirit. Mm -hmm. The only way this can be spiritual Mm -hmm. is to have its origination or conception within the spirit. Mm -hmm. 
And, and a lot of times people will take one little thing and think that's the spirit. No, it didn't. You know, and we want to put an anointing on everything. Anointing ain't on everything. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> you know, I'm just being concise about it. We want to, uh, you anointed to do this. No, you know, you got to be careful how you loosely use that word because the spirit is there to lead you, guide you, bring all things back to your remembrance. He's there to give you gifts. Paul, the apostle Paul, let me get back on track. Verse number one, now concerning spiritual gifts, brother, and I would not have you to be ignorant. He says, when you talk about gifts, I don't want you to be uninformed. You need to know this. He says, you know, verse two, how the Gentiles were carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. But he says in verse three, he says, wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by what? The Holy Ghost. So in other words, to accept Jesus as God only happens through the manifestation, the experience of the Holy Ghost in your life. Mm -hmm. Because when you say that, you're saying it as a believer and you're accepting him mm -hmm. as your Lord. Now, then he says in verse number three, amen, there are diversities of gifts. There are different gifts, mm -hmm. but they have the same spirit. spirit. Mm -hmm. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. So the gifts come from the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is, it comes. And, and I don't want to get more specific than that. These are the, let me just read verse four. These are the diversities of gifts, but the same spirit, differences in administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which does work. Worketh all, then in all. He worketh everything in everybody at the same time. So that automatically all in all says that one church can't have it all. <laughs> let, me, let me move away from that. Verse number seven here as we move on because we're running short on time. He says, but the manifestation of the spirit why is the spirit being revealed unto you? That's what manifestation means. It means revealed. It's revealed so that it will profit versus given to every man to profit with all. And I don't want you to think profit in a monetary way. Profit means for the well-being of the church, for the edifying of the church. Whatever the spirit has given to you of a gift is for the edifying of the church. Now he begins to describe the gifts. Verse number eight, for to one, is given the spirit, by the spirit, the what? Word of, wisdom. word of wisdom. Wisdom and the word of wisdom comes from the spirit. Mm -hmm. To another in the same church or the same spirit, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. Another faith by what? The same spirit. Same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing there it is, spirit. by the same spirit. Verse 10, to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. There it is, discerning of spirits come by the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Now, can I tell you guys something? 
You don't discern with your eyes open. <laughs> you discern with your inner man. The Holy Ghost. Because looks will deceive you. Man looks at the outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. So the discerning of the spirits comes by a spiritual manifestation. Right. God reveals to you the spirit of that person through the spirit which is in you. So you're in effect testing spirit by spirit. You can't test a spirit by a spirit if you don't have the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Amen. So only those that are filled with the spirit can discern through the Holy Spirit another spirit that's not like their spirit. New believers can't do it. You got to be, you have to be filled, not felt or not feel, F-E-E-L, but F-I-L-L-E-D, filled with the Holy Ghost. Look what it says right here, to another working, verse 10, another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. Now, this is the thing I want you to see about this. Just because somebody can pray for you and you are healed doesn't make them greater than somebody that can't. That's right. That's right. Amen. Because it's the same spirit. Yes. Let me read the scripture to another verse nine, faith by the same spirit, another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another working of miracles by the same, same spirit. spirit. So why in churches do we place healing higher than a word of wisdom? Why do we elevate prophecy higher than Jesus? Mm -hmm. I know it's going to get tight here tonight, amen, because we elevate man and their gift greater than the gift that's on the inside of you. No man, no person is greater than the Holy Ghost. And because if you do pray for somebody and they're healed, you're not greater than anybody else. When we get to heaven, we're going to be in the same row. It's not for us to get the glory anyway. It's for God. It's not for us. So that, that's, my, that's one of my pet peeves is that people will elevate. Oh, this is, uh, I don't like to be offensive. This is this brother do funny, amen, and sister feel good, and God has elevated them, and they, they go by this title and that title. You're no better than anybody else. Because if the same spirit that's working by faith in me is working miracles by you, why should you be elevated higher than somebody else? Mm, Let me move on here. But this is the thing that I want you to see about this right here. I want you to look right here, verse 27. Verse 27 says, now you are all, or you are what? The body of Christ. And what? Members in particular. And here it is, as we end these last few seconds, God has set some in the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, 
helps governments, diversity of tongues. But look what he said in verse 29. Are all apostles. You better be funny if you come to a church and everybody. Let me move on. Let me preach. Let me move on. Amen. Everybody. Ain't nobody in the seats, but everybody in the pulpit. Uh, let me read what Paul said. This is what the Bible says. Are all apostles, mm-hmm. are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracle? Now everybody trying to work a miracle because this one great person did a miracle in the church and now you get everybody in the church doing something that the gift that God didn't give you through the Holy Spirit. He may have given you the <laughs> government or word of wisdom or word of knowledge, but it's the same spirit and it doesn't elevate anyone greater than another. Have you all, in verse right here, verse 30, have all gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But he says in verse 31, this is the most significant one, but covet earnestly the best gifts. The best and yet I show, or yet show unto you a more excellent, excellent way. What is the best gift, Pastor? What is greater than anything else? What is greater than any miracle that you can do? Uh, Answer that, Paul. Though I speak with the tongue of angels and men, if I have not charity, I ain't nothing. Amen. Though I can give prophecies and understand all knowledge and have all faith, if I can remove mountains, if I don't have charity, I don't have anything. Best gift is the gift of love. Charity. Yes. Now abide at these things, faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. This has been once again a great, great, great word of God. And we praise God for being with the saints of God once again. I want to tell you, amen, you have to understand that God is what you need him to be. Somebody say real faith, real purpose, real hope. God bless you. We love you. Can we take it back to the 80s a little bit?